Welcome back, everybody, to the Evolve You podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McElderry, an executive health coach, consultant, doctor of pharmacy, and entrepreneur. And within this podcast, we will be bringing you exciting episodes discussing health, business, and personal development to evolve you into the best version of yourself. So with that being said, let's hop into this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Evolve You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brian McElderry, and I want to again thank all my returning guests for joining back with us on this particular episode. And any of our new guests that are joining us for the first time, thank you so much. Uh, We would love it. All we ask for you to do is go ahead and give us a like, give us a rating, give us a review that helps us push out this content to more and more people. And we thank you guys so much as always for joining us. So we have an awesome guest with us yet again today. I've been bringing you some solo episodes as of recently, but you guys know that I like to bring guests on, so you guys get tired of hearing me sometimes. But um, this is a good friend of mine. He is an entrepreneur, millennial thought leader, and I'll go ahead and put this into existence, future creative director. And he is the founder and CEO of Belle Nouveau Beauty Mr. Arkman Durogier, welcome on all to the show. Hey, what's up, man? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is going to be, uh, I've been looking forward to this episode. I don't know why we put this <laughs> off. We've been putting this off for a while. Um, Arkman and I oh, met man. here in Dallas. Coincidentally, it was it was funny, man. We were on a panel together, we're right? Speaking. <laughs> and we're speaking. We're speaking now. So... <laughs> We were, Full circle. Yeah, we were on a panel together uh, for an entrepreneurship event, and uh, we just connected. And after that, mm-hmm. our stories resonated, right? Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, we, um, yeah we, it was just amazing, the connection we had. And, and now we've just grown as, as friends in Dallas and just on this entrepreneurship journey together, uh, helping each other out. So we're going to uh, give you guys some value, as always, today on this episode. And we're going to pull some interesting topics out of Artman. Um, So as you guys have already seen with the title of this episode, we're going to be diving into beauty, skin and hair care to my men and my ladies. I hope you're listening up because this is an episode that I like to talk about health. Right. But we never dive into our outward appearance. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go Mm -hmm. into nutrition and and mental health, but uh, we never think about sometimes our outward appearance when it comes to our outer layer of skin. Right. Um, So, Artman, please. Tell the people, man, where where are you from? Give us an academic background, and then we'll dive in some questions. All right. So I'm Arkman. Um, uh, so believe it or not, I think I've told you this. I'm actually number two of eight uh, siblings. <laughs> so we they come from a big family um, from Florida originally, um, you know, lived in other cities like D.C., um, now living in, in Dallas. And so, um, so traveled a little bit. Uh, went to school and um, was in healthcare. Actually, um, healthcare administration. Wow. I was on the financial side of healthcare, so we made sure um, all of your uh, your your bills uh, got paid <laughs> one way or the other. Um, so that was my world. Um, I, you know, sought a career in healthcare because of the stability um, and my parents kind of encouraging, um, you know, a major that would, I guess, garner me guaranteed success, mm. guaranteed safety. Um, so I chose healthcare. You know. Worked in, um, you know, healthcare settings, hospitals and doctor's offices. So was surrounded by that. And, um, you know, 
something happened, uh, you know, six years ago. Uh, and I had this idea to kind of start a business. And I've been on the journey um, since then. You know, um, healthcare is still something that I respect and I definitely, um, you know, keep up with in various ways. Um, but yeah, entrepreneurship um, is my current lifestyle. So Yeah, yeah. So you, you touched on uh, being from Florida, um, having a, a Haitian background, right? <laughs> having a Haitian background. And um, tell us a little bit about how that was growing up with, with Haitian parents and, and how that maybe evolved into who you are now. I think that, um, you know, cultural backgrounds definitely help with perspective on the world. And I think that... Um, Ultimately, you know, when I think of uh, how we approach beauty, it's very holistic in our culture mm. altogether. Um, so there are definitely deposits made from my mom and uh, just family members in regards to just home remedies and natural ingredients to alleviate certain ailments, certain, um, you know, uh, skin concerns, all that kind of stuff. So um, so culturally, yeah, I think that definitely played a part, had some influence, um, even with the, you know, just uh, me understanding the idea of natural apothecary and, yeah. and the way that it works. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so when did you get the idea to kind of make this this shift? So you, you went from healthcare administration, we're handling our bills and you transition out into um, this this world of entrepreneurship, and you, you're a vet in my in my eyes. Uh, almost seven years now, where entrepreneurship now is is very uh, highly sought after, and people are wanting to be entrepreneurs. But maybe back in you know was that 2011, 2012, you know it, it was it was kind of weary. It wasn't really talked about. Yeah. So yeah. how did you make and know that that's what you wanted to do? me, I kind of stumbled into entrepreneurship. Um, I was actually okay with my career in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the time, going from healthcare administration, my, you know, tentative goals was going to kind of go into the health law world, right? So law school was going to be the next step, ideally, and stepping into really just, um, you know, policy in healthcare mm-hmm. and helping people to really maneuver through healthcare through law. Um, but something happened with me and my sister. My sister was mm-hmm. in college as well, and she decided to transition to a natural lifestyle. And so in that, and her trying to find products uh, to, you know, to maintain this new lifestyle, it was a bit of a struggle. There wasn't that much out there on the market back in, you know, 2010. And, and, and let's be real, the stuff that was on the market wasn't really affordable, right? And so you have this really high-end uh, grocery stores that we all know of, one in particular, where things aren't necessarily um, priced um, for the everyday person, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so especially yeah. a college student. Um, so that's where we began the journey of just taking to our cultural roots and playing with natural ingredients that we were made aware of, you know, things like, of course, coconut oil, um, castor oil, uh, shea butter, things of that nature. And we started to just kind of experiment with that. And so um, thus started the process of us just kind of, uh, you know, a prototype at the time that was just being used for her, really, just to really take care of her needs and Mm. helping her transition to a natural lifestyle. But, you know, kind of grew from there. So I think back then... We're talking circa, what, 2010, 2011. Mm. Um, you know what? Entrepreneurship just wasn't a common term. I think for those of us who traditionally went to four-year university, that wasn't something that we were taught. That wasn't that wasn't something that was even put on your list of options. It was like, get a degree, get another degree, get a good job, then get another degree, retire. And so yeah. um, I think now people are at an advantage in that the resources and information about entrepreneurship is, is available. And I think for me, 
Um, it was just a little bit more sought after knowledge. I had to kind of dig, I had to research, I had to read, and I had to learn about this thing that I was embarking on. And at the time, I didn't even know what to call it. So, you know, we call it entrepreneurship now, but yeah. how I looked at it is that, you know what, I had an idea and I wanted to see it like grow. So when you have an idea for a product, what goes into this creative process of researching and developing a product for Bonobo? Yeah, so um, obviously I'm not, uh, you know, a big company, um, and so there's no R and D team that's being uh, paid and all that. But um, so I try to focus on what is it that my either my sister or, you know, the women in my community, you know, what are some of the things that they are looking for? What are some of their pain points? And so when they're telling me what they need or what they need a solution to, then I begin the process of understanding, well, you know, what are some of the common solutions to that? Um, and then how do we create, in essence, a natural version of that or a natural um, option for that, right? And so I go into the process of really looking up, you know, what uh, essential oils are good for this or what uh, plant-based oils are good for this and what butters are good for this and what extracts are good for this. And so, um, you know, I have a general knowledge of Rolodex kind of in my mind here about, <laughs> you know, what works well with what and what can help with certain things. But then it's like kind of really bridging all that together and then that trial period, right? So we're like, you know, let's create this prototype and then that prototype, all right? So we have A, B, C, and D. Let's try all of them or let's see what works under what conditions and see what the outcomes are and measure them. And then, uh, you know, so it's, 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 it's a bit of a process. Uh, I guess it sounds more complicated. It sounds like, <laughs> I, it sounds like I have an R and D team, but I really don't. Um, you know, I really just really do the work of just, uh, really just, um, uh, seeking out information and really trying to put together something that's unique but effective at the same time. Um, we want to make sure that we're really delivering results, right? So mm -hmm. there's a, uh, issue of dry hair, you know, well, how can we alleviate that with something that's moisturizing, that's that's healthy and that's natural? Um, and, you know, that's our goal when we're going into the creative process. So, you know, what's the problem and what are some options that we have to solving it and just narrowing down that option to that one special miracle in the jar. So, <laughs> so. I love that. Yeah. So around that time, you know, six, seven years ago, you were stepping into this, this industry of beauty and this transition into this natural beauty industry. You know, how was that transition? Because, um, again, that might have been still new on um, this beauty industry. Like you said, mm -hmm. it was overpriced products. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you're talking about this holistic, natural approach, people didn't necessarily believe in mm -hmm, that back mm -hmm, then. Mm -hmm. uh, so how was your transition into the natural beauty industry? Yeah. So in 2009, um, Chris Rock produced a movie that a lot of people uh, have saw, including myself. And I think that played a big part in um, helping us to understand that we have options. Right. And so the movie Good Hair, mm -hmm. great movie documentary about the natural hair industry. Um, you know, the products that I make primarily service women with textured hair, right? Men and women with textured hair. And so that movie really opened us to see that the stuff that we were putting into our bodies, you know, through our hair, you know, getting into our bloodstreams weren't great, right? Chemicals, toxins, and all these things. And I think, you know, ultimately, um, other uh, groups 
we're starting to kind of do, you know, exposés, if you will, about what's in your food and what's in your products and yeah. what's in your home. And so that wave was kind of happening where I think people were becoming more informed, um, thus, you know, developing a group of the informed consumer. So the informed consumer now is looking for other options. And that's where we kind of come into play in regards to, you know, giving those other options. Of course, you know, very rustic and, you know, bootstrap. Um, but that's kind of the climate that I was stepping into was this kind of like eye-opening climate. So people were open, people were willing to try, people were, uh, you know, wanting something different because now they knew the truth about things that they've used for years. And so um, I think it was good for me to step into a climate where people were open to trying something that I just thought of, an idea that I just had. And um, yeah, you know, that was just the climate we're stepping into. I mean, I think you pass fast forward to maybe two years, two, three years after that, 2013, you kind of have this boom happening with now everyone really wanting natural products, right? You don't want exactly. any toxins, no parabens, no sulfates, no chemicals. We want everything to be natural. And um, I think that the bigger enterprises and corporations in mass retail took note of that. And so that's creating more room for my brand and other brands alike. So, yeah. So being, again, in the industry for about seven years, what changes have you seen shift um, in the industry? Because when you're you're starting year one, two, three, and now almost six or seven, there's had to be some changes within the industry now that you talked about people being more knowledgeable, mm-hmm. right? What have you seen maybe change um, with the consumer I, and maybe your competitors? Well, I think knowledge can encourage um, um, a desire for more access. And I think access is probably what I've seen change the most. Um, I think there was a time where you could only go to a specialty, uh, you know, a health food store, you know, and go in and to find, you know, a section or two with certain options for natural products, if you will. Um, but now I think that, um, once again, uh, retailers and mass producers are becoming more aware as they are learning that their customers are more aware. And so therefore they're trying to create access, right? So I think access was the biggest thing. And so you saw this kind of expansion of more availability for having um, you know, natural products. You find more choices when you walk into the store. And so that's definitely a big thing. I think the other thing of that is um, uh, obviously the competition has grown as well, right? So everyone is starting to see um, that this industry is lucrative or this industry is um, <laughs> it's something that could potentially be a big payoff. And so you have more people that are entering the industry. And I think for some that can seem a little, you know, complicated or intimidating. And, you know, I think had I would have waited to jump in maybe years later around 2013, 2014, yeah, I might have been a little concerned. But I think for me, I was confident in um, how I started and I was confident in us just kind of keeping true to what we were trying to do at the time and just letting that continue to grow and evolve and, you know, become something, you know, better. So, but um, yeah, access has definitely changed. I think you can walk to the store now and find uh, a plethora of products yeah, that yeah, are sulfate free, paraben free, um, yeah. you know, cruelty free and vegan and all of that. And so um, the options are endless now compared to yeah. about six years ago, you, you were limited. All right. Over these past seven years, six to seven years, it seems like there's got to be some some growth and positive things Belle Nouveau and, and as well as Artman are, have done and are continuously doing. So can you expound upon that and tell us some positive experiences that you've had over those years and maybe some new things that you have coming in the pipeline? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely been a journey. Um, the journey has been filled with 
um, definitely some challenges, but there's also been some some great moments in that. I think um, having shipped products all across the world at one point in time, I think the farthest we've shipped was like Croatia, which was just wow. baffling to me that someone with texture hair could be in Croatia um, and found us online. Um, we have definitely uh, grown from offering that one prototype product to now offering 10 products in our hair collection. We've even expanded all into uh, skincare as well. So we now do offer skincare products. Um, we have definitely been able to uh, go to various trade shows, including the one. Um, there's one in particular in Atlanta. that's like the biggest of, you know, the big when it comes to the natural hair industry, the World Natural Hair Show uh, hosted by Talia Wajid. And so that was an amazing opportunity for us to be able to do that back to back. We've been featured uh, by bloggers, um, by journalists and just, you know, publications really in our industry. And so uh, we've definitely grown um, in um, um, as a company, but we've grown amongst our peers as well. And they're seeing us and they're respecting us as we're being invited to uh, participate in various events and be on certain panels and be featured um, in certain special um, uh, situations. And so, um, yeah, we've definitely gained a lot. I mean, I think something for me as an entrepreneur outside of my industry I've been able to gain relationships and community with a lot of other entrepreneurs in other industries. And so for me, there's a lot of shared experiences and shared knowledge that is happening there. There's an exchange happening when I'm going to a networking event or I'm going to an entrepreneur symposium and learning about a particular subject matter and in turn meeting people that maybe are experts in that matter or have something else to offer. So um, yeah, the journey has definitely had some highs. And, you know, regardless of the challenges, I do believe that the positive experiences outweigh some of the challenges that we've had uh, the last seven years. Where are some challenges that you've maybe faced and how yeah. did you overcome those? Um, look, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is not for everybody. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. And I hope that resonates because I think what we're seeing now is this, uh, you know, desire for an easier life and a desire for easy money per se. And the reality is there's great reward and fulfillment um, and being content with knowing that you have put out your ideas and you um, are doing, you know, you're walking in purpose, if you will. Um, but it's not easy at all. And, you know, when I think of challenges just throughout the years, I think, you know, knowledge and, and gaining information, you know, I, you know, I don't have a trust fund. I don't have like, yeah, you know, yeah. silver spoon access. And so, a lot of things um, I had to seek. I had to really find out, you know, what is it to uh, balance out, you know, expenses and revenue and, you know, what does it look like to um, find suppliers and to build a relationship with them? Uh, you know, how do we go about even pitching to a retail store and to trying to get our products in there? Or, you know, even when it comes to ways in which this distribution works, right? You know, how do we get our products to multiple places? You know, what uh, trade shows should I be doing? And so, there's a lot of, um, of uh, digging and researching for information that really goes into this. And so that was a challenge because you don't know where to start, but you, you know that you need to find it. Right. And so um, that definitely was a challenge. And I think money is always going to come up. Right. You know, we all wish we could have more money and, <laughs> you know, more more um, cushion, if you will, more capital um, access to capital. Obviously, is something that I think is always a challenge for minority entrepreneurs in particular. So, I mean, that has come up for sure. You know, you're seeing another beauty brand for another uh, group and, you know, they're getting, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars and being featured, you know, in Target. Um, meanwhile, you have an amazing product that um, people just aren't willing to invest in. And so that's always a challenge, but I just don't think that that is enough to stop 
Um, I think it's just something that comes with the territory. So um, I would say access to information and capital and resources are probably the toughest consistent things over the last few years. Um, and the more we learn, the more we acquire, you know, we, we do find that some months are easier. You know what I mean? Because we know a little bit more. We learn a little bit more. So, yeah. 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 So you talked about the type of business that you have, which is, guys, it's an e-commerce-based business, product-based business Mm -hmm. uh, versus my business, which is more Mm service-based. So leading in from the last question, um, the challenges that you dealt with, what advice would you give to um, a person that wants to either start a um, product-based, e-commerce-based business Mm -hmm. versus um, also to just a general person that wants to go into entrepreneurship, um, whether that be service or product, so specifically each one maybe. Um, there are different challenges, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like, of course, I can just speak more so on the product-based business. Of course. Um, I think it's important to have your prototype validated. Um, and what I mean by that is that I had an idea, but it had to be refined and it had to be measured and we have to have people to try it and test it and kind of give us feedback. A lot of the times I think entrepreneurs or people who desire to go into entrepreneurship are um, very passionate about their ideas <laughs> and they don't want to change it. And I think that if you're bringing something to market, it has to be something that is validated and something that uh, uh, the, the broad group or broad scope of you know people would be able to like like or they find it to be useful or effective. Um, so I think going into it, you know, be prepared to have your product validated. Be prepared for people to say, hey, I don't like the way this smells. I don't like the way this feels or I don't like the name of this. And it's not that we're, you're supposed to take everything and, and try to please everyone. But I think you have to get a consensus as to whether or not this will be something that serves people and that, you know, people find to be useful. Um, so going into it, definitely be prepared for your product to be validated. And I think that being in the e-commerce space is very advantageous from a cost standpoint. So I, I that's all I know. You know, e-commerce is all I know. It's all I've yeah. done. So for me, I find it to be very, um, you know, uh, beneficial, you know what yeah. I mean? Low overhead. Uh, I, I can imagine having to, you know, walk into an office every day and be concerned about all the things that go into that. Um, but you know what, as with every business, we have to scale. So eventually, you know, we will be, you know, looking for bigger space to make more products and inventory and all that. So that will come, but e-commerce definitely takes, takes some, um, some pressure off a little bit because we're not, um, we're able to get more return with less, uh, cost. You know what I mean? So. I love that because, and just to segue real quick, I want to make a comment on this, um, it's so interesting and I'm so intrigued by, by ARC's business is because, guys, we, we everyone wants to have an Amazon store. Everyone wants to have a Shopify store now. And it's so lucrative in a sense. But you got to think of when he started and the e-commerce space and how it was there. Like he talked about before, the resources that were there weren't there necessarily oh, yeah. of how to start a Shopify store yeah. or an Amazon store or whatever. So and, for, yeah, yeah. Back then, um, so, of course, you know, I was just selling my stuff in person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't the humble beginnings and the, the real start, you know, of entrepreneurship. You are trying to get your neighbor. You are trying to get your family member. You're trying to get your friend. You're trying to get someone that is in front of you in your community to buy it, let alone taking it to the world online. And so, you know, that was the first step. And then eventually I got onto Etsy and that was a cool place for people to be able to find handcrafted goods and something more unique and more niche. And so that kind of created a nice boutique beauty brand kind of vibe mm. and then eventually you know we went into 
major platforms, you know, now Shopify, where we're incorporating SEO and marketing yeah. and all these things that really um, help e-commerce business thrive. And so, but yeah, if, if I couldn't sell it to my neighbor, then surely I can't sell it to someone in, you know, in Australia. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fundamentals are, are necessary. So this industry that we're talking about with your brand, with Belle Nouveau, it's prim- primarily a female dominant industry, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, he's a male. Okay. <laughs> um, so, how have you acclimated to this mm-hmm. shift? Especially, and, it, and it's so interesting because it started from just trying to help your sister, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, how have you acclimated to just learning more about you know women's hair and, and what women need and want? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my sister is my muse. You know, I'm inspired by her. I'm in, um, a big brother at heart. And so for me, um, helping her find things that would make her life easier is something that is the core value. And it's why, you know, this became what it became. Right. So through that um, and with that, you know, I'm often consulting her. I'm often consulting women like my sister, right? So there are women in my tribe and my family that I consult with to find out better perspective as to what would work for them, what are their needs, what are their pain points, what are some things that, you know, I can do to better serve them through these products. And so for me, it's really just about surrounding um, yourself with, uh, I think, the people you want to serve, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it does take a little bit of outreach, a little bit of follow-up, a little bit of sampling and, you know, making sure that the product is being validated by these women. But I know that I must get real perspective um, on what is it that I'm trying to create because they're who I'm creating it for. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's really how it goes when it comes to trying to understand and relate women, you have to get close to women, you know what I mean? And I mean, that from like just the standpoint of, of, uh, them helping the process, you know, they yeah. tell me what they think, what they want, and I pay attention and I listen to that. And I take that to my drawing board. I take that to my little chemistry lab <laughs> and I create based off of what they want. So that's really important. You know, we can't do yeah. it without, you know, what, um, real women are telling us. It just can't happen. So you're, you're, you're at your sixth to seventh year in mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. and Bell is established is still growing, of course, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing now, uh, within Bell to, to evolve, to, to grow it, to scale it? Mm-hmm. Um, what have you got some new things on the market coming to people yeah. or, um, so when it comes to what we're doing now to continue to grow the business, I think um, the landscape of e-commerce has definitely um, evolved. You know, it's like a Voltron, right? Like, you know, there's so many elements to it. So for me, I've definitely been trying to equip myself more on how to maneuver through the platforms in which we sell on, the platforms which we market on. So just really becoming more of an expert on that and investing in information and training. I think it's great what you do in regards to um, offering people business coaching and all that, because there are certain things that you just need more one-on-one, more hands-on, touch on, you know what I mean, to be able to kind of better understand that. Um, And I think that it's one of those things that uh, for me, I just want to be as equipped as possible as I'm competing in this arena through this particular medium. So I'm learning more and more about, like I said, all these different platforms. And that's one of the things that for us has helped us to grow. You know, the way we can better market online, the way that we can create more access online, more visibility, you know, that helps us to sell more. It helps us to make more money. Um, So that's one thing for sure. Uh, Things on the horizon, definitely branching out to just um, expanding our collections. Obviously, I've been in business for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. So 
Uh, little things like just branding. You know, our branding yeah. has evolved. You know, we <clears throat> went from a very rustic, handmade <laughs> label, you know what I mean, uh, that washed off to, you know, higher quality, you know, packaging, right? Um, you know, higher quality uh, ingredients, better sourcing of resources because, you know, we're at a certain level now to where we can buy more, right? And so we have access to things and ingredients that are natural and um, and that are convenient for us as far as our business structure and at the volume that we need as well. Um, so those are the things that we're doing to scale, which I think is um, right on time. You know, I know that there's a culture now of overnight success, um, mm-hmm. but you know what? I, I've learned so much in these last six, seven years, and I think that I learned everything at the right time. So I feel like I'm in the right space, and I think we're still doing what we're supposed to be doing to get us to where we're, where we're going even further. And so, um, yeah. It's amazing. Um, so I've used, just to segue, I've used and are using a lot of uh, Belle Nouveau products mm-hmm. and um, it's been amazing and it's had amazing results for me just being natural. They're for real. <laughs> All right. So beauty is obviously a huge industry. What is Belle Nouveau doing as a brand to contribute to the industry with its natural products um, and this movement of being holistically natural um, with your skin and hair care? Um, so I think that um, uh, one of the things that I think is still unique for us because of our, our size, you know, it's still something special. and We hope to continue this is that everything that we have in our collections are handcrafted. Um, so everything is touched by hand by someone. Um, and, you know, made with, of course, natural ingredients. Um, but there is a uh, special attention, you know, that goes in something being handcrafted. So it's not being pushed out um, through a, a machine and just kind of, you know, blended and all that kind of stuff right there. Um, you know, I think as we consider growth and scaling the business, we'll definitely have to bring more people on because I think it is something important for um, hands to be touching it and really mm-hmm. making sure that every detail, that the quality is great. Um, and just like I said, it has special attention. I feel like all of our products are going out to people that um, have a special concern about their hair or skin. And so they want a particular product from Belle Nouveau Beauty. And we want to make sure that we are giving them our best. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're staying with that that model that we are handcrafting every single product and it's natural and it's something that you can trust. So that's amazing. Um as previously I said, the products are amazing, guys, and, and I definitely do feel a, a personal touch when it comes to either seeing the branding um, and just the unique smells and scents and feels of each and every product. Um, and I love that. So what, what do you for me personally, I feel like I I've struggled here or there with my hair and skin routine just as a man. And yeah. <laughs> just as a man, just yeah. to be to be honest with you guys, you yeah. know, and I think most men do, yeah, 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 have sure. that sure. in, uh, concern yeah. in trying to, you know, just be vulnerable and understanding that you do need to take care of your your skin yeah. and hair yeah. and have a, a a routine. Yeah, and that's something that's actually I think over the years has changed um, to where there are more products coming out mm. for men. Um, even we have a few products. We have like our beard uh, products and all that. Um, so yeah, there's a growing concern that men too <laughs> need to take care of their <laughs> hair and their skin and look presentable without being less masculine, exactly. right? Without exactly. being, um, you know, uh, you know, made to seem, you know, soft and powdery. No, yeah. there's ways to to groom and, and, and appear to be strong and, and, and clean. You know what exactly. I mean? So yeah. Exactly. So what would you tell somebody and our listeners about what to look for in a natural you know, product, whether it be skin or hair, yeah. when they're searching on the shelves or even with Belle Nouveau? Yeah. So um, 
a few things to consider is that there's kind of like this uh, this general about nine particular ingredients that a lot of natural products are trying to stay away from, right? Just to name a few of them, uh, sulfates, right? We see that a lot in cleansers, uh, parabens. We see a lot of that um, artificial colors. Um, so those are kind of the, the things there that you're looking for to, for the product not to have, mm -hmm. right? Not to have those things, not to have uh, synthetic uh, ingredients, if you will, um, certain types of um, of uh, silicones and things of that nature, right? All those things are like man-made, if you will. They're not coming from the earth, from natural resources and oils and all that kind of stuff. And so when you're looking for that, I think that's the first thing to be mindful of is checking the label and just kind of seeing, you know, is this product or brand telling you that, hey, we don't have these ingredients in there? Because most brands want to take ownership and they're actually proud of the fact that they're able to cultivate truly natural ingredients and truly natural products without those things. So they'll tell you. So read those labels and, you know, you'll find that the answer is right there, whether or not it's natural. Now, if they're not telling you that or there's no type of indication on the label that, you know, this doesn't include these things and not about 10, it does. You know mm. what I mean? And so um, that's first things first. Other than that, I think it's important to really um, kind of keep a regimen more than anything. I think yeah. there is a... There is a misconception when it comes to beauty that you need a thousand products to create that look or to create, you know, better skin, better hair. And I think the reality is that it's not just about having the right products. It's about having the right regimen, the right system, consistency, you know what I mean? Yeah. And really doing that when it comes to hair. You know, making sure that you're washing, conditioning, and moisturizing your hair regularly when it comes to skin. Making sure that you're cleansing, you're toning, you're exfoliating regularly and moisturizing as well. Um, and so these things is all about consistency. So once you find the right product, because some products will respond, you know, your skin will respond better, your hair will respond better. But once you find that, it's about using it consistently if you really want to see uh, better results. So, so Argman, tell us what's next for you and your brand, Belle Nouveau Beauty. Um, man, Brian, so much um, that I want to do, um, you know, in the future. I think that um, with having a brand that I've been able to refine. Um, and you really work out the kinks, you know, um, ready to step into bigger spaces, ready to step into, um, you know, being in a retail setting. I think it'd be great for someone to walk into uh, a, a retailer and to see our product on the shelf and be able to purchase that. Um, you know, I think the e-commerce world is still going to be a part of what we do. Mm -hmm. I think the online presence is always going to be something that we incorporate into our business. Um, but I think it would be great to be able, like I said, to walk into a store or have people walk into a store and see our products. So I think now we're in a place where we have streamlined our operations. We really figured out what we do well. And we figured out, you know, like I said, just some of the things that comes with production. And so, you know, we are in a place where we feel a lot more comfortable being able to pitch to a retail store um, that we are ready. We are ready to be on that shelf. We are ready to be, you know, on that end cap and really, you know, turn sales out. You know what I mean? And so, that would ideally be next um, for the brand, Beau Nouveau. I think for me, entrepreneurship is definitely a part of uh, my story. And so mm -hmm. I do anticipate, you know, starting either another uh, beauty brand or another business altogether. So for me, I'm just getting warmed up. Um, I've learned a lot these last six, seven years. And I really uh, am planning on taking that knowledge and applying it to other settings um, because I think these are definitely transferable skills. And so regardless of the industry, um, I am an entrepreneur and I will continue to be that in whatever I go into. So 
That's amazing. And I'm looking forward to seeing Bel on those shelves. And I, I'm going to speak that into existence uh, for Art because he's got so many things uh, in his season of six to seven years and beyond going forward that, you know, sky's the limit um, and beyond. But here's a question that we always like uh, to ask okay. our guests. Okay, you got me nervous. Yeah, once. always like to ask our guests. And um, we want to learn more about you and <laughs> it's about to get personal. Yeah. I'm maybe not what I signed up for. Uh. So our question to you is how are you evolving? Oh okay that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> not too hard. Not too hard. Oh, oh man how am I evolving? Um man um I think for me uh these last years um in business and um you know just everything that's happened the the common thread has definitely been faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken a lot of faith moves, a lot of faith steps, and you know, really um, betting on myself, betting on the business, betting on these ideas that I believe are you know um, supported by you know my customers and the people around me. So there's been a lot of faith that's been exercised <laughs> throughout these years, and so yeah. um, how I'm evolving is continuing to build my faith. You know what I mean? Not getting content with um one big faith jump thinking that it's going to make up for every other moment but you know just continue to just kind of build my faith to be prepared for the next time i have to exercise great faith and so for me um you know uh speed you know feeding spiritually um and really just being in a place of, of constant prayer um and you know just meditation on the things that i believe i'm supposed to be doing um and really just getting confirmation um about that um, just through, you know, a, a solid faith life. You know what I mean? That's really important to me. I'm not sure if you're, you know, listeners out there um, really subscribe to that, but that's really been pivotal. Um, and I think that's contributed to anything I've been able to do these last six, seven years business is, you know, just having faith and continuing to grow that faith um, and not allowing that faith to become stagnant. So entrepreneurship has been the most faith-filled journey I've ever been on uh nothing i can compare it to um but it's been worth it it's been worth it yeah i think that was amazing that you 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 answered in that way because we are a mind body and soul business within what i do and i love to continuously um preach that here on this Mm -hmm. podcast Mm -hmm. and i think whatever faith that you believe in whatever that is for you how strong or you know weak it may be so to speak um you believe in something in some form or fashion yeah uh but Arkman, thank you so much, brother, for for being on our show and delivering so much value from the entrepreneurship standpoint, your journey. Um, Even give us some nuggets into the the beauty uh, side of things and keeping your skin and uh, hair healthy. Mm -hmm. But uh, tell us and tell the people where they can find you and where they can find, you know, even Belleville products. Sure. Um, So you can find us at our website, of course, um, www.bellenouveau.com. That's B-E-L, B as a boy, um, N-O-U-V-O. Um, of course, um, on social media, we are on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and it's consistent across the board at Bell Nouveau Beauty. Um, so I'm sure uh, Brian will provide you guys some links. So definitely check us out. Feel free to share with your friends and um, you know, continue to watch us as we grow. 
We're looking forward to that. And guys, thank you so much as always for being on this show, for listening in. And please check out all the show links down below to check out Arkman, his personal brand as he grows, as Belle Nouveau grows. And thank you guys so much. And please uh, go ahead as a reminder, rate, review, and email us if you have any future guests that you would like us to have on, um, anything that we can do better, any uh, information or uh, topics that you would like to hear further. And we look forward to guys seeing you in the next episode. Thank you so much.